Hello, hello, and welcome to Dark Pages from the Old Attic. I'm Clara, and this is... Me! Also sometimes known as Ella. Oh, come on, Clara. It was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Now, before we get it going with today's story, do you want to hear about the real Para Stories forum? The one Hannah mentioned last episode? Yes, of course. What creepy stories did you find? A few. I may or may not have spent the last few nights going through this dusty old internet archive. Turns out, the stories from the early years of the forum seems genuine enough. Genuine? Man, I hate those dishonest ghost stories. Genuine in like, they seem plausible. Sort of like the stories in here that we read. Anyway, that's not important. What's important is I tried to find the story from last time. And I was successful. And guess what was in the posts of that thread? This is simply too exciting. What did you find? Agnes. <gasps> At least I'm pretty sure it's her, judging from her username and the things she posted. I then looked through her post story, and it seems she was pretty active on the forum from its early years, around the late 2000s. 2000s? Was the internet actually a thing back then? Mm, in some form, I guess. She never posted any stories herself, mostly just asked questions on other people's stories. What kind of questions? Like uh, clarifications? Like she was trying to determine if the stories were real, or at least worth her time. She truly was a ghost detective. Mm. One thing that stood out to me was this. On the 3rd of December 2007, a user called World of Veils asked Agnes why she was asking all the questions. I get a sense that Agnes might have gained some sort of reputation in there. And her reply was, I'm looking for something. She didn't elaborate. Something? Hmm, very vague. But did you find what this something was? I looked, but she never mentioned it again. At least not on the forum. What do you think it could be? Hmm, maybe something with... <gasps> Putting myself in Agnes' place... <gasps> I know what it was. What? The ultimate perfect spooky ghost story. Mm. I mean, she did try. Obsessively, you might say. But now that you mention the perfect spooky ghost story... The ultimate perfect spooky ghost story. Maybe we should get into today's story. Oh yes! I don't know if this was her ultimate ghost story, but it certainly is spooky. What's it called? Glad you asked. This one is called Birthday Surprise. I had two friends in high school. Of course I had more, but these were the ones I hung out with most of the time and shared most of my classes with. One was Yu Ji-hun, who I knew since forever, and the other one was Yi Sung-hun who we both met and befriended during the first year of Jewel High School. And it was because of him I have this story. Or maybe that's a bit harsh. Actually, it was Juhun and I who came up with the idea to go to the old asylum. But it was meant as a fun happening for Songhun's birthday. So he doesn't go completely free of blame. Even though he didn't know about it until I turned around to his table as soon as the last break of the day began. You're not going home today? 
I said, tilting my chair to lean in dangerously. No, said Sung Hun, not even bothering to look up from his math work. There are plants, I said, hiding from you, veiled in shadows. So it's chicken then. Still not looking up, scribbling his last few notes. It can be something else, I said, leaning back again. No, chicken is fine. He closed his notes and looked up just as Jihun joined us, slamming her palms on the side of his table. We're going to the asylum, she said loudly. I hushed her, glancing around the classroom to see if anyone had heard her. Plenty of people probably had, but no one cared. We're going to the asylum, she repeated, a bit quieter. Sung Hun adjusted his glasses, hesitating before speaking again. After chicken, he asked. I was surprised by his lack of excitement. Yes, Ji Hun said. First, we fill our bellies, then we go and throw it all out of fright in that creepy place. Ji Hun, I said. That's disgusting. I just want you to know what to expect. Jihun said. I shook my head. Sounds good, I said to Sung Hun. He didn't answer immediately. It's a scary place, he said, especially after dark. But you like scary places, I said. In books and movies. Come on, don't be a scared little cat, Jihun said. What if I am a scared little cat, he said looking up at her. Then we can be three scared little cats together. He leaned back and looked at both of us, then nodded with a sigh. Fine. I hope you brought flashlights, though. I just patted my back. After school, we went to get the spiciest chicken in town. And with our mouths still burning, we jumped on a bus and drove down along the river. On the way, I poked Sung Hun and told him if he didn't want to do it, we could do something else. But he shook his head. It's in our backyard. We ought to see the place at some point anyway. Besides, seeing a ghost would be a cool birthday surprise. Depends on the kind of ghost we run into, Jihun said, leaning over the seats in front of us to look at us. All those mysterious deaths up there, the rumors of torture. I heard the last director fled, I said, abandoned the asylum to its fate. You think he was driven out by something? I bet. Jihun said. Why else would you leave such a lucrative position? Sung Hun shrugged. Because the stories was getting out? Jihun shook her head. No, it was definitely ghosts. We got off to the bus and headed up the road into the valley. I had done a bit of research beforehand and allegedly the place was under surveillance. But according to my internet sources, no one actually watched it. Soon, the pale front gate came into view, lit up by an orange streetlight, and behind the rusty fence reared dark trees and shrubberies, completely obscuring the buildings that should be in there somewhere. We stopped and Jihun frowned at the CCTV warning sign. Is that a problem? No, I said, handing out flashlights. Okay, good. She didn't sound entirely convinced. How do we get in? asked Sung Hun, walking up to the second gate and tugging at the padlock. There was barbed wire on top and along the fence. We're not getting over that, he said. But we're not going over, I said pulling out a blanket from my bag and rolling it onto the ground under the gate. 
there was just enough room to squeeze under, and the blanket spared our uniforms from the dirt. Once we were all on the other side, I rolled it back up and tucked it into my bag. A cold breeze stirred the naked branches above us as I lit my flashlight and shone it on the other two. Ready? They nodded, and we went up the overgrown road leading into the dark trees. We walked in silence for a few minutes, and step by step, the orange glow from the street behind us disappeared, and then the place revealed itself to us. Looming out of the dark, almost like bones of a long dead whale, was the front of the building. A white concrete surface, two stories tall and filled with black windows, gazing blankly at us. Our flashlights moved back and forth across the ruined building as we each contemplated the choices that had led us here. I was both happy and scared. I feared it would turn out to be lame when we got here, but it was already very promising. Perhaps too promising. At least for Jihun, who took a step back. Let's not do this, friends. So who's the scared little cat now? said Sunghun. Seriously, look at it. We both turned back to the building, and I had to admit, my instinct was to leave, but that was exactly what made it so exciting. Come on, Jihun, I said, grabbing her hand. We'll just go in, and as soon as we see something scary, we'll run away. We have to at least do that. She bit her lips, not taking her eyes from the dilapidated building. The light from her flashlight came to rest on the dark doorway facing us. Fine, she said eventually. Let's do it. Sunghun led the way to the door, shining his light up at the empty windows as we approached. Any moment I expected to see something look down at us from up there, but nothing showed up and moments later we entered the building. In front of us was a long corridor too long for our flashlights to fully light up, with doors leading off to rooms on either side of the building. The floor was littered with debris, and you only had to look up at the ceiling to understand where it all came from. Most of the panels had fallen, exposing the raw concrete, crisscrossed with electrical wires and pipes. The light fixtures had fallen apart here and there, and some kind of plastic isolation hung like limp veils all along the hallway. Our shoes crunched on the rubble as we stepped inside, and as the concrete structure enveloped us, the distant sound of traffic faded, leaving us in dead silence. We looked into the first room we came by. It could have been an office once, judging from the dusty desk in there, but it was hard to tell. There were pieces of a chair on the floor, kicked around and mixed with parts of the fallen ceiling. The windows were smashed, and the shards littered the entire room, casting dull reflections in the glare from my flashlight. We moved on, looking around at the peeling paint on the walls. Most of them were covered with graffiti and various drawings. It was clear we weren't the first to visit, and somehow it surprised me. But I suppose the stories of the asylum would have come from someone. We went by the next room, which had a similar feel as the first. A battered filing cabinet stood in a corner, the drawers ripped out, and next to the door was a plant that must have been dead for years, standing in a cracked pot. We shone our lights inside, absorbed the atmosphere, and prepared to move on. 
As we did, a sudden breeze swept down the hallway towards us, making the plastic veils hanging from the ceiling flutter closer and closer to us until we felt the air pass by. For a moment, the soft crickling of the plastic filled the hall and then slowly subsided. We all looked at each other, Songhun keeping his flashlight pointed down the long hallway. Strange, he said. Just the wind, said Jihun. It comes down through the valley and is forced through the open windows in the other end of the building. I nodded, though I had some unreasonable doubt. The breeze hadn't really felt like a general movement of air, but more like a wave passing by. But maybe it was the way the hallway was constructed and the way the wind could get in. No matter what, it was delightfully mysterious. Let's move on, I said, afraid Jihun might want to leave if we lingered for too long. I led the way further down the hall, pushing past some of the low-hanging plastic veils and discovered a staircase leading up to the floor above. Should we go up or down there? I said, pointing down to the far end of the hall. Let's see what's upstairs, Songhun said. I let him go first and Jihun followed behind me. Halfway up the stairs, Songhun stopped and held up a hand. You hear that? He said, looking back at me and Jihun with a frown. What? Jihun said. Her voice had dropped close to a whisper. Stop trying to scare us. I just... But then he shrugged and moved on. By the time we got to the top of the stairs, I was listening hard to try to catch whatever he might have heard. But all I could hear was our footsteps crunching on the dirty floor. Our footsteps and... I held up a hand. Wait, I whispered. They both stopped and I was almost certain I had heard it. An extra footstep just after the others had ceased moving. Goosebumps rose all over my arms and Sunghun raised his eyebrows at me. I nodded to him. It's not funny, Jihun said. Just an echo, Sunghun said. There is this bridge on the way to school where if you run on it, it sounds like someone is running behind you because the way the buildings reflect the sound. Probably something like that. Of course, I said, turning to Jihun. Oh, a ghost is stalking us. She just smiled at me, but it was strained. Songhun went on and headed down the hallway, and we followed him. The rooms were different here. Many had dirty mattresses lying about, and some even had carcasses of rusty spring bits. It must have been where the patients lived. Looking closer, we found what could have been personal belongings. A book about botany, half buried under rubble. A doll, her face worn completely off by time and exposure. A compass that still worked. Every time we stopped to look, I strained my ears to listen for the footsteps. And more than once did I catch what sounded like someone a bit too slow to stop when we did. I looked behind us and shone my light at the empty hallway, but there was nothing to see. It was a little bit spooky, I'll admit. But at the time, I wished there would be something not so easily explained as by the building's acoustics. We were at the end of the hall, looking into a large room, taking up the entire end of the building. 
when we heard a creak behind us. I guess it wasn't an unexpected sound in an old building like this, but it was the first time we heard it here. I turned and saw movement. One of the doors we had opened was slowly sliding shut, but as soon as I lit up my flashlight, the door came to a halt. Did you see that? I asked and heard the others nod. The wind? Jihun said. Probably, said Sunghun. Scary though, I said. I could hear Jihun draw in a breath for a reply, but she didn't say anything. If I had been alone, I would have been on my way out by now, but with the other two behind me, I went over at the door and gave it a slight poke with my flashlight. It swung inwards with a creak, once again revealing the empty room behind it. All these open windows, I said looking back at them. And then Sung Hun's eyes widened and I noticed he wasn't looking at me, but beyond me. And Ji Hun, her mouth was open as if frozen halfway through a word. And like Sung Hun, she looked past me, down the hallway behind me. What? You can't keep doing this. Clara! Clara, I explained this before. We need a hook to get the audience invested. Damn you and your reasons. So I guess we'll see what's behind her in two weeks then? Yeah, but don't worry. I can give you a hint. Okay. It might, might be something spooky. All right. <laughs> well... Join us in two weeks when we'll be back with the second half of today's story. And until then, take care. Yes, have a spooky week and stay tuned in our hunt for finding Agnes' ultimate perfect spooky ghost story. Part two. Part two. Today's episode of Dark Pages from the Old Attic was written and voiced by Zoe and Vicky Suvang. We release a new episode every other Friday and you can head over to our Instagram at darkpagespodcast for updates, teasers and illustrations for each episode. If you wish to support us, give us a rating and review on the platform you are listening to the podcast. And don't let your friends miss out on the spooky times. You can contact us on our Instagram or our mail darkpagespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you in the next episode.